One man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi, it's Brian Timoney here and uh, welcome on to today's podcast. Now, today I'm going to be talking about transitioning from a 9-to-5 job to becoming a professional actor. Now, this is something I know a lot about. Um, Basically, 27 years ago, I made that transition. Um, So let me tell you a little bit about that because it's quite instructional, I guess, in in itself, that story. But um, basically, I, you know, I took a job in a bank. Um, my mum and dad wanted me to, to have a nice, secure job. And actually, first of all, the idea was that I was going to get a job in an insurance company because um, my cousin had just got a job in an insurance company. My mum thought, oh, that, that's a great job, you know, a job for a lifetime. Um, but I was really bad at maths, actually. And um, and uh, so the, the, the insurance companies wouldn't wouldn't take me. Um, but interestingly, the banks were fine taking somebody who had whose maths weren't wasn't that strong. So, um, so I ended up in this bank, and it was pretty soul destroying stuff. You know, it was it wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I, I, you know, I was sitting there every day, you know, looking at this computer screen and inputting banking stuff. It was deadly dull. Um, it was soul destroying stuff. Right now, I'm sure there's some people that that like that stuff but it just wasn't for me um so I, I kind of thought what you know I had that conversation with myself in the mirror one morning you know you know you know those moments you just catch yourself in the mirror in the morning you have a little chat to yourself I had one of those and um basically you know ask myself the question is what is it you want to do with your life what is it that you really interest you what is it you want to do and as it happened um at the time, it was I was really interested in acting. I was playing in I actually was playing uh, in bands first of all. I was you know into music and I played guitar, and I ended up taking singing lessons from um, this woman who was a, an opera singer. But she ran this amateur dramatics um, club, and I ended up going along and, and doing some acting, and I fell in love with it really. And I, and I you know I came to the conclusion that this is what I wanted to do with my life. This is really the direction I wanted to take. So I had that conversation in the mirror um, and thought, right, I've got to leave this this banking job. Um, I didn't leave immediately, actually, because I thought I need to save up and get some money to pay for my... If I you know, go to acting school, I'm going to need to pay the fees. So I'm going to save that up. I actually took on another job as well at the same time. Um, I, I sold my car. I had a red Ford Escort at the time, Pride and Joy. Um, I sold that as well. Um in preparation, I guess, for the the moves into acting, you know, and and, and going to acting school, um, I never forget the, the the kind of process that I went through as far as telling people around you. It's a bit like, you know, initially I was like uh, in the closet when it came to acting because I I didn't really talk about it. It was something that was I was thinking about initially, and and I didn't really speak to a lot of people at work or even my family that that this is what I was thinking of doing. Um, until I really come to the conclusion that yeah, this is what I'm going to do. So when I told my mum and dad, they were horrified at first um, because obviously I was contemplating leaving this nice secure job for a job that you know most people consider to be very up and down or unpredictable. Um, 
but basically I said to them I said look you know apart from the job apart from the bank and acting would you not agree that you'd want me to be happy and they said yeah I said well look I'm never going to be happy in this banking job it's like it's you know soul destroying and plus into the bargain I was a terrible banker I mean the mistakes I made in that bank God, I, I'm surprised I didn't take the banking industry down a long time ago before you know there was this you know the big financial crash I thought you know um, I could have nearly have done that by single handedly by myself um, so anyway <clears throat> they said they understood you know and they said look we'll support you in, in, um, in making that change which was great um, when I worked in the, you know, when I was working in the bank, we often now and again would have overtime to do, and I remember one time um, that we were asked to stay behind and do some banking stuff, whatever it was, and I said, look, I can because I'm going to a rehearsal. I was doing an amateur dramatics thing, and we were doing a play, and it was a, an important rehearsal that night. And the bank manager, well, there was an assistant bank manager who was like, you know, one of those guys that just lives to make your life hell. Well, um, he was a bit like that. And he took great, you know, sort of joy in ruining people's days, you know. And um, he said to me, he said, well, why can't you stay behind to do this? And I said, because I'm going to do a rehearsal. He said, a rehearsal for what? I said, you know, I'm acting in this play. And, and, and I said, I just said to him, I said, look, I'm going to become an actor. And he, I'll never forget this. He kind of looked at me as if I just said I was going to fly to the moon. And he just sort of smiled, you know, a smug smile. And he said, don't be ridiculous. You're not an, an actor. You're a banker. And those words hit me right between the eyes because it was kind of at that point I thought, right, that is it. I'm definitely getting out of here because I'm not. I'm, I knew I wasn't a banker. But I just wasn't in me. And um, I thought, I'm getting out of here. So... Um, he probably did me a favour, actually. So, yeah, in the end, uh, I made, I decided to to make that transition. I moved away from uh, Glasgow to London. I trained as an actor, and then um, you know, I entered dentistry. Sounds easy, right? Um, not quite as easy as it sounds. It was like a lot of preparation, and hard work, and I think that one of the things you've got to think about if you're going to do this is that you have to think um, like a grand strategist. Right. Um, so let me tell you what that is. You know, um, in wars and stuff like that, and battles. You know, going back to even to Napoleon's day, was that they they had well, before they went into a battle, before they went into a campaign, there was a grand strategy that was basically um, put together, and the the general like Napoleon um, would put together that grand strategy, and he would be the grand strategist. And basically what that was, was the overall plan that the, he had in mind of, of how that battle should unfold, what was going to happen well in advance of the battle beginning. Um, and one of the main things about the way the battles definitely in Napoleon's day would take place was that the general would be up in a hill overseeing all of the where all the troops were positioned, um, where they were, what they were, where they were moving to. It was kind of, it's kind of like sitting on the mountaintop, if you like, overseeing everything that was happening. Now, why is that good? Well, the thing is that you can oversee, you can take a bigger view of how, of of what things are, of how things are transpiring, and it makes it easier for you to make certain moves um, towards the goal that you want. But if you're down in the field 
which is kind of like what day-to-day life is like. When you're down in the field basically fighting hand-to-hand combat, it can be easy to lose sight of the bigger picture. So somehow you've got to kind of take that grand strategist approach and, and take yourself onto a level where you can you can sit back and see the whole picture, not just today, not just the battle you're in at the moment, but the the, the, the overall picture of what's what's occurring and what are the moves that you need to make in order to get to where you need to be. Now, I'm talking specifically about transitioning from a nine-to-five to the acting industry but even once you're in the acting industry you should be thinking like a grand strategist because you need to put in place that plan for your career you need to be looking at it overall and not just the the day-to-day aspect of it thinking I'll do this one I'll write this one letter I'll make this one phone call or send this email and then forget everything else it's like well what is the grand strategy what where do you want to end up how is this going to look like what what does it look like when you've won so um, that's one of the main things I would say that you need to think about when you're putting this plan together um, to go from nine to five to professional actor. Because I can't tell you the number of students that have come through my door and, and I did exactly the same thing when I was them, which was, you know what? I'm going to have to save up, for example, to pay the fees for skill. For, for acting school it always it tickles me actually the amount of people that, that think that um, either that, that that should be free or you know that not having the money is an obstacle um, I'm not saying it's not a challenge right but the thing is if you want it if you want it badly enough you, you take that challenge on board and you do what you need to do you know when I was coming, when I was thinking about doing that, I worked several jobs, and uh, you know, and I was lucky enough to have a car at the time, which I sold, and had a little bit of money left over from that too. But and and I know lots of actors come through my doors. I've done the same thing. You know, they worked several jobs, saving up sometimes for years to do this. So um, there's, you know, it, the thing was, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right, and some of the, the the comments I get emails all the day, every single day, in fact, from people saying, "Look, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, um, I think I've got the talent." You know, people tell me, you know, my mum and dad tell me I've got talent, or my friends do, or whatever. Um, you know, how can I how can I make this happen? And but there's no grand strategy. You know, it's just basically a sort of, oh well, here's all the obstacles. What's the point? You know, people email us saying, oh, actually, I live in, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, um, somewhere outside of London. Um, I live in Bristol, therefore I can't become an actor. You know, you're in London. You know, that London is where all the, the acting industry is in the UK, predominantly, although there is lots throughout the UK. Um, so therefore, there's no point. Well, apparently, I've heard, you know, there are trains, um, there are cars and stuff like that. You can get to London. In fact, you know what? Some of the people that come and do my courses fly in from all over the world. They literally get on planes, right, to come and do an acting course. So um, th- there's this is what you're up against too. You know, I think that when you're thinking of making the transition, you've got to go into it thinking, you know what? I really need this. I nearly, I really want it. Um, because you kind of got to put your back against the wall somewhat to make sure that you do all the things and that you're hungry enough for this. Because look, if you're happy in your 95 job and you're happy with your life and it's ticking along nicely, you know what? Acting is possibly the worst thing you could do. It probably could possibly ruin your life, right? Because 
I'm not, you know, I know I say that slightly tongue in cheek, but it's kind of true. It's like the people that come into acting, it's not because they're, you know, they've got any choice. There's something in them that says, look, I've really got to make this happen. I really want it. And I'm going to make it happen. And if you're coming into industry, that's the kind of people you're up against too. Um, not everyone, you know, there's a lot of people in the industry that don't have that attitude. But there are a, there is a contingent that are like that. And so, therefore, you kind of got to want it. You've got to really be in love with it. And it's got to be your life's work. Um, and if that's the way you feel about it, then put the grand strategy in place. Um, the other thing that I'm going to take from ye olde battles um, is the idea of um, death ground. And the death ground was, you know, sort of the Mongolian warriors... Uh, way back in the day used this idea of death ground and death ground is basically an area that has no way out other than victory so what what used to happen was that sometimes Mongolian generals if you like um, would deliberately position their troops their, their soldiers in a particular geographical location that meant that they couldn't escape so for example sometimes they would back them up against like a, a, a massive woodland or they would back them up against a, ma a massive mountain that was impossible to scale so that they were in that area their backs were to the wall basically and you had they had to fight their way out and basically what they noticed was that soldiers would and warriors would fight way more um, with way more passion and determination when they were located in this sort of death ground where it's basically you know victory or death that's it now that sounds quite dramatic but I do think there's something in it and I think that when you're thinking about becoming an actor you kind of got to put yourself in that death ground that you know you got to back yourself up against the wall and say look I've got to make it happen um, if there was no, if I had no choice, how would I make it happen? Um, and and sort of burn the bridges behind you, as it were, you know, and 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 get focused because there's some there's there's an intent, there's a focus that comes with thinking. I've got you've got to do it. That doesn't generally happen um, when you think there's a there's an exit. So that's some food for thought with the with that sort of transition. Um, the other thing is, 9 to 5 is not always bad from the perspective of that it gives you the opportunity to, to save, for example, and put the money towards something that you really are passionate about and you love doing. Um, so the way that I tell people to think about this is that if you're doing that, think of it as a means to an end. Even though you're doing the 9 to 5 job, it's not, your, it's not what you're going to end up doing. It's not your life's work. So it's a means to an end. You know, one day you're going to leave that job and forget about it. So it's not what you're, it's not your main job. Your main job now is being an actor and thinking about acting and making that shift away. Um, so anyway, that's, there's a lot of things that, you know, we, we could cover in this transition idea. Um, but that's my initial initial thoughts about um, about making that move. Um, actually, one last thought to leave you with is that one of the things that I, th I found that helped as well making that transition was being around acting. And what I mean by that is being around 
other people that were interested in acting um, and going to the theatre and going to the film, see a film. Um, that allowed me to kind of um, soak up, if you like, a little bit more of this art form. Um, I, I grew up in Glasgow, and when before I moved to London, um, I used to go to the um, the Citizens Theatre in Glasgow a lot. I mean, every week, and um, they they did a lot of productions. You know, they'd have a studio theatre, a small theatre. They had the larger theatre. They had two studio theatres. So there was a lot of plays going on there. And and I educated myself through the Citizens Theatre. You know, I, I would go and watch different plays. You know, I'd go and watch a George Bernard Shaw play, and next week I'd see a Chekhov play and something else. So it's it was the chance to basically soak up the um, some of what this profession was about. And the more that you can be around it, the more that you can think of yourself as being in it, then over time it just begins to happen. You move towards it. So having a clear objective, clear grand strategy and goal in mind is is, is important. Thinking about working towards that every single day is important and allowing yourself to be around it as much as possible is important. So there we go. That's some um, food for thought on uh, transitioning. Okay, until the next one, I look forward to speaking to you then. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.